What is up, guys? Welcome to the Vitality Unleashed podcast. We are your hosts, Dylan and Lauren, and today is Q&A Friday. Your mic is working. Yes. So we put a question box in our client community, and we also put a question box on Instagram. So we just wrote down all the questions, and we're going to get into them. Yes. And for those of you listening to the podcast format, if you have any questions, you can either message us them on Instagram or even better, leave a five-star review and message any questions you have, as many as you have in that review, and we will answer them because you were so generous and gave us that five-star review. Yeah, we are doing a Q&A episode every single Friday now, so any questions that we get messaged throughout the week, we're going to write them down and add them, so you can either tune into the live or listen on the podcast format. We're always going to answer every single question. Yes, and these questions do not just have to be fitness and health related. They can be life related, uh, anything at all. Ask them and we'll answer them. We are not shy individuals. All righty, let's get into it. Question number one, why did you start coaching? I will start here. I personally started coaching because I had bad coaches. I had bad coaching experiences and I saw, you know, the bad parts of bodybuilding. I saw what people are doing to themselves, what coaches are doing to other people. And I just heard fucking horror stories from so many people. And I decided that, you know, I want to be someone that changes the industry. I want to be someone that actually gives a fuck about people's mental, physical health, doesn't just care about how people look on stage. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I would say it's because I grew up in a small town where everyone was fucking fat, unhealthy, didn't prioritize their health. And I did. And I took that to heart. I really was always passionate about my health. And then I started helping as I got older. I started helping other people, teachers, my parents, my friends, educating them on fitness. And that's taking out my headphones. Now I can hear in one ear. What? Fitness. Fitness and... Just, I'd educate everyone I knew on those things and help them get in shape as well. And that really, really inspired me to start helping people with that. And then I got into bodybuilding as well. And I just became even more passionate. And then as I met Lauren, I really didn't even know coaching in general was an actual thing until I met Lauren and got more into the bodybuilding scene. And I was like, wow, like this sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, for sure. So that is why we started coaching. Next question. How long have you competed? Um, How long? I did my first show when I was 17. So technically around four years. Not that I've been competing like actively the entire time, but I did my first show about four years ago. Uh, My first show was last year. So last year was the first time that I competed uh, myself. So I've been competing for a year. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Next question. Are you in an open relationship? The answer is no. We are not personally polyamorous. (laughs) Oh, whoa. News to me. We are one-sided. Yeah. We are not personally uh, polyamorous as of this point. I don't see that changing. (laughs) Uh, I guess you never know what happens, but currently no interest in that. Okay. What is the fastest way to lose 10 pounds? Uh, The fastest way to lose 10 pounds... Is not the right way to lose 10 pounds. (laughs) If you just want to lose 10 pounds, you can lose 10 pounds of water really quickly. You can go wear a sauna suit, put yourself in a hot bath, and sit there, and you'll drop 10 pounds pretty quick. But then you'll drink a cup of water, and the weight is back, so... 
Now, if you mean 10 pounds of fat, 10 pounds of fat, you would, if you want to do it in a healthy way, you would want to be trying to lose around 1% of your body weight uh, per week and do that. And you would just eat in a calorie deficit to do that. Make sure you're getting an adequate protein for your body. That would be the most effective way to lose 10 pounds. Yeah, exactly. You want to go the slow and steady rate. You ideally don't want to lose more than one to 2% of your body weight per week. That being said, there's always, you know, exceptions to that rule, but that is the general rule of thumb. So if you weigh 200 pounds aiming to lose, you know, a pound two, two ish pounds a week is probably a very, very good rule of thumb. So you don't want to take it too fast because that's how you're going to end up gaining all of the weight back. Yep. And the slower you take it, the more likely you are to be able to put on some lean mass during that time as well. The faster you take it, the more lean mass you're going to lose. And if you already don't have a lot of muscle mass as is, and you lose that 10 pounds, you're just going to look skinny fat. Yes, exactly. Okay. Next question. Why did you move to Florida? Uh, We moved to Florida. Well, my dad lives around here. So that was one incentive. So we at least have someone we know in the area. And Lauren is a huge, huge beach person as well, and the weather's very nice here all year round. We both hate the cold, so those were huge benefits for sure. Yeah, we really just wanted to change up, and we we didn't have any like specific state we wanted to move to or specific area. We were considering going more overseas. Obviously, that is a much bigger move. We still plan on doing that eventually, but for now, we were like, hey, Florida, the weather's nice year round, you know. It's just a great area, so why not? Yeah, the other place we were really looking at was Vegas. I believe we were between Florida and Vegas, so we'll see. Maybe Vegas one day. Who knows? We uh, we we're fine with moving. You know, we don't have a ton of stuff. We actually sold like all of our stuff when we wanted to move here. So we're very very. I guess you could say we try to keep as little stuff as possible in our place so that we can move more easily. Yeah. Now, pretty much any of the big stuff we have is all just you know related to this yeah (laughs) exactly stuff are you natural yes for now i'm not natural i think we all fucking know that (laughs) yeah Uh, but ask me in a few months and my answer may change what do you do for fun Hmm, well to find fun um (laughs) i guess what do we do when we what do you have fun doing I have fun working. I have fun going to the gym. I have fun going to the beach. I have fun going to dinner. There you go. I have fun playing volleyball. It's like I don't need an escape from my life every weekend that I need to go yeah. out and get drunk. It's like I just like enjoy what I do every single day. Like if you don't have fun every day, like it's a sad life living for the weekend. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit of a freak where like I have a ton of fun sitting on the couch giving each other some foot massages while we hang out with the cats and just watch a movie great fucking night for me i could do that every night and have a ton of fun like i i think lauren and i are both pretty bored like boring people overall with what we have fun with next question when should i take peds um complicated answer do i do not recommend anyone take peds they are not healthy and you should not take them now, if you're trying to be an <laughs> IFBB pro, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. You're going to have to take PEDs to become an IFBB pro. So that is the only only scenario. I believe you should take PEDs. I do not consider TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, PEDs. I, that is replacement therapy if you have low testosterone. 
Uh, when it comes to taking PEDs, only IFBB Pro is the only reason. And I would say you need, a, I would say you should have a decade of training ideally. Just depends on when you start though. If you start older, uh, you probably more like five years, uh, but five to 10 years of consistent training and you need to make sure your nutrition's on point, your sleep's on point, your training's on point, everything before you consider it. Exactly. When should you take PEDs? Never. You shouldn't do that. Like it's not good for you. It's not healthy. You shouldn't do it. But if you're going to do it, you can do it. You can be the healthiest possible about it and take your time. You know, don't rush into anything. And yeah, you should want to be an IFBB pro and want to be, you know, competitive at the top level if that is a route that you are considering taking. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure you are getting your blood work. You need to have everything dialed in before you take PEDs. PEDs are not going to be this magical thing that helps you become an amazing athlete or an amazing bodybuilder. They're going to help you put on some muscle, but if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, there are going to be plenty of natural athletes who are checking all their boxes who are still fucking smashing your ass. Exactly. So people think, oh, well, this person's on PEDs. They don't have to do any work. The PEDs do all the work for them. Like that is so delusional. Like it is, it gives you that tiny little edge. Obviously, some people respond a lot better than others, but it is no magic formula. You still have to fucking work hard, follow your diet, do your training, do your cardio. Like it will give you that obviously little bit of competitive edge. That is why you would do it. But of course it does come with downsides as well so do your own research a lot of research and do not jump into anything fast yeah as a 21 year old natural athlete competing i still beat dudes who are on peds why because i do everything i'm supposed to fucking do every day like that's the difference like i don't care what you're taking if you're not checking your boxes facts okay next question how often should i lift uh i would say make sure it's sustainable for you. So lift as often as you can consistently do every single week. That's the first suggestion. Yeah. And then it really, really, really depends on your goals. You know, a stay at home mom who just wants to tone up, doesn't maybe need to lift intensely five days a week. But if you're a super competitive, high level bodybuilder, obviously your sessions are going to look a little bit different, a lot more intense. That being said, you can learn to get the most out of the least. You can learn how to get great progress out of three, four workouts a week, but that does come with learning how to train properly. So a lot of things go into how many days you should work out per week. Yeah. If you're training properly and you have physique goals, I would say four to five days a week would be the number that you want to hit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Next question. How much protein should I eat? So Traditionally, it's going to be 1 to 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight, but there are situations where you can't get that much in. Would you like to expand on some of those situations? So when you are super high, when your calories get super high, say you are in an off season or a building phase, so you're trying to gain weight, put on muscle, a lot of the time your appetite will start to take a hit, and that is a sign that maybe you should start pulling protein back a little bit. A lot of people will actually high have a lot higher protein in a calorie deficit than they will in that calorie surplus because when you are in that calorie deficit, it is much more important that you do keep that protein high. Not only is it going to keep you fuller, but it is also going to increase that thermogenic effect, meaning your body will be burning more calories. But again, maybe when you're in that 
really big calorie surplus, you're really struggling with your appetite, you're really struggling to eat, you might want to pull protein back a bit because, again, it is the macro that is going to fill you up the most and keep you the most satiated, but that is not necessarily what you're looking for in that phase, but you should still try to keep it at at least a pound of, or a gram of protein per pound of body weight. Yeah, and another time uh, that even maybe you need less than a gram of protein per pound of body weight is if you've been severely under eating, and let's just say you've been eating 20 grams of protein a day and you're a 140 pound female, we can't put you on 140 grams of protein right away. Your body's not going to know how to handle it. You're going to get bloated. You're going to have poor digestion. You're going to be uncomfortable. And that's when you have to taper it up. Now that means you taper it up. So uh, you continue building up that protein until you do get to that one gram per pound of body weight. But take your time. Make sure your gut health's in order. Make sure your digestion's in order before you keep pushing protein up. 100%. That is very, very important and definitely overlooked a lot. Next question. How do I reverse? That's a fair question. I know you hear us talk, 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 reverse, reverse, reverse. It is something we're super, super passionate about because we have changed a lot of lives through reverse dieting. We have really opened the minds of a lot of people into the fact that you don't have to starve yourself to achieve your goals. So yes, we definitely talk about reverse dieting a time. So Dylan, how does somebody go about this? So when it comes to reverse dieting, first thing I would want you to do is track your food for a week. Ideally, everything, your drinks, what you're eating, your sauces, get exactly how many calories on average you're eating per day. And this is where your maintenance calories are set. So if you need to reverse, that means these maintenance calories are going to be low. Like for example, a pretty common number for females who are under eating would be something like 1200 calories they're eating a day right now that is low that is less than a fucking toddler we need to get that up so that's when you know you need to reverse so you know okay i've been eating 1200 calories uh a day on average now what you're going to do is first of all clean up your food choices make sure i would suggest avoiding dairy for most people it's pretty inflammatory especially to women uh avoid any low quality red meats and avoid ultra processed foods have that checked off and slowly increase your calories. So increase your calories from you've been eating 1200, increase them to 1250. See how that your body responds for a week. Did your weight stay the same or go down? Increase calories again. Did your weight go up? Steady. And just keep going like that over and over. And that's a really simplified version. Of course, there's other things you have to look at, body composition, uh, digestion, um, your cycle can impact your weight and things like that too. So those are all other factors that we have to take into play. It's more complicated than that, but it's a very, very simplified version. Of course, there's no magic rule of thumb for exactly how to go about reversing. It is very, very person dependent. And with that being said, some people are going to drop a bunch of weight on a reverse diet. Some people aren't. (laughs) That's just how it is. Um, You know, some people's metabolisms just do respond a lot better when being fed more food. Some people's bodies fucking fight them because they've been starving themselves for years and years and years so it is very very person dependent and it's important that you do take it slow and listen to your body yeah for me for example um also just when it comes to reverse diet like people's weight not dropping some people just have a higher set point for when that's going to be when their weight starts dropping than others for example myself uh, my weight just started dropping and I'm eating 3,200 calories. And now all of a sudden I'm in continuing to drop weight. My coach raised my calories by 120, dropped two pounds. My coach just raised my uh, calories by another like 250. I'm another pound lighter today. Yes. So trust the process, 
not going to lie to you and say it's going to happen overnight. It takes a long time for some people. Some people might be a couple months. Some people might be close to a year before you get back up to that good place. So be patient, trust the process, and take it slow. Slow, slow, slow. Reverse. That's the most important thing. Slow. Because if you do raise calories too fast, you're like, oh, well, I should be eating 2,000. I was eating 1,200. Let me do that. You're going to put on excess body fat, and it's also really bad for your blood pressure, insulin sensitivity to raise calories like that. Yes, so facts. Okay, next question. We have two more questions. Um, do you lean more towards the left or the right wing? Um, I would say we're not both. Neither of us are super political overall. Not at all. I think it's uh, fucking stupid. Yeah, I think it's stupid to be left or right wing. I think we're all just fucking people in general. And I think you should have certain levels of morality and belief in human rights. So I would say, uh, you know, there's certain things on the right wing that I would say definitely violate people's human rights that, you know, gay marriage, things like that, where I just believe like you should be able to do that. That would have me lean more left. But there's also things on the left where things get too, too much, too lenient. Of course, that's an issue when people fucking get all into it. And they're like, oh, well, I have to agree with everything yeah. else thing that these people say. And it's like, no, just agree with what you agree exactly. with. You don't have to fucking put yourself into this box. Yeah, I would say we're both moderate, like both moderate overall. Uh, we have, we agree with certain things on both sides. Um, and definitely presidential candidate wise, we hate fucking both of them. So there is, there's that. We definitely don't lean either of those sides. I'm leaning, if you guys want to know, I'm leaning RFK Jr., yeah. All right. One more question and then we are done for today or for the week, I guess. Um, I'm going to a concert tonight. I want to have a few drinks. Um, how should I best go about that while reaching my fitness goals still? Yeah. So a few drinks. When you say a few drinks, it needs to actually be a fucking few. Two or three drinks. Like let's not have five. Let's not have ten. Two or three drinks. Actually a few drinks. Other things. Make sure it's not packed with sugar. Yeah. You don't need to get this ultra huge uh jumbo iced frozen margarita like just get a fucking vodka soda get a skinny mar get a seltzer seltzer, beer a light beer like whatever it is just a good rule of thumb is around 100 calories per drink there's no reason for those extra calories from sugar that's just adding even more unnecessary empty calories so make good choices with the drinks and yes you should save calories you should be saving Say you're planning on having three drinks. Cool. Save 300 calories. And I would say most of them should be coming from carbs. Yep. And with that, also stay hydrated because drinking- Before and after. Yes. Before and after. Drink a fuckload of water. I actually usually recommend drink of the same amount of water as you're drinking alcohol. So if you have one 12-ounce 12 12 beverage of alcohol- then also have 12 ounces of water before you have your second alcoholic beverage. And that's going to help keep you hydrated throughout the time as well. This is going to prevent hangovers because hangover is actually caused by dehydration. That's what causes it as well as alcohol can limit your protein muscle synthesis and your fat loss and staying hydrated can help mitigate that. Yeah. So basically just be an adult about it. You know, you, you don't need alcohol to have fun. Let's start with that. Like if you do need alcohol to have fun, you have fucking issues. You need to reassess something that's going on internally. But of course, there's nothing wrong with a couple of drinks. You know, you want to go out. Just try not to go too crazy with it. You know, there's moderation and everything. 
Yep. Respect yourself, respect your body, respect your goals. That's what I tell everyone. It is about respecting yourself. You going out and drinking and just completely forgetting about your goals and feeling like shit the next day was just you treating yourself with disrespect for one night of short pleasure. It's never worth it. Think about yourself tomorrow. Think about, okay, well, maybe if I drink these eight, nine drinks tonight, how many, how am I going to feel tomorrow? Is that going to impact me tomorrow? Yeah. Am I going to wake up and get my workout in? Am I going to wake up and be able to eat my food? Or am I going to be so nauseous, sick and depressed because I took it too far? You yes. know, it's never worth it. And depressed is a huge thing because alcohol, short term relief, long term problems. When you wake up in the morning, it actually does harm your mental health. Yes, absolutely. The anxiety. But that's all the questions we have. So again, we're going to be doing this every Friday. So if you guys ever have any questions, DM them to us and then we will add them onto our sheet and we'll be answering them on Fridays. And this is at any point throughout the week, DM us and we will put it down and we will answer it. Yep. All right. Peace. Awesome. Peace, guys.